Listening to the Gotham Chronicle Presidential Debate Podcast, powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. And uh, no podcasts about presidential debates, apparently, because it doesn't fall under the Batman Universe umbrella. I'm Josh, and joining me is. This is Donovan. And we are going to be talking about Gotham's episode, Burn the Witch, the only thing that aired on TV Monday night that anyone is really talking about. Uh, Nothing aired after that that, like, you know, America, like, stopped and watched. <laughs> because this is 2016, the, the recording this episode. Yeah, I should say, because, like, sometimes I will go back and listen to older, like, TV show podcasts if they're covering an episode I just watched. So people listening into, the, like, the distant future, like, this episode aired the same night as the first presidential debate between Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And if you're listening um, from the future, you know, you already know who won the election in November. So no spoilers, folks. <laughs> yeah, don't tell us as if you didn't want to. <laughs> don't, don't, don't warn us. If there was a time machine in the future they, at this point, they would tell us right now, but they don't. Somebody, uh, like, one scientist hypothesized once, and this was actually a really good point. They said that, like, time travel most likely is impossible because if it was possible, then, like, wouldn't there be time travelers from the future who have already, like, visited us? So they said, therefore, the lack of time travel, like, proves that, like, time travel doesn't exist. Well, I mean, you know, it's the whole, like, you know, Dr. Manhattan slash Dr. Who thing where, like, you know, time is, like, not linear. It's this whole big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Mm-hmm. So in this episode of Gotham, Gordon gets a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. We, we were absolutely on time. Didn't we joke about that last week in the blooper section? Like, I want Gordon to have a time machine. <laughs> Gordon gets uh, a time machine and goes back in time to season one and looks at himself and says, wow. Was I ever this wimpy? I didn't kill Penguin. <laughs> I kill people all the time now. <laughs> and then he, like, watches himself as sex with Barbara Keene. He's like, please. <laughs> I'm, like, two girlfriends after her by now. <laughs> I'm so deep in that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, in any case, the actual stuff that happens is uh, Ivy Pepper um, <laughs> goes through, like, accelerated puberty, thanks to the super-powered guy from last week. But keeps um I I like what you call this her kindergarten bubble bee like costume and uh, <laughs> kills a guy because he didn't water his ex wife's plans you know so I was wait, 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 did he say ex wife I thought he said his wife wasn't there I thought he said it was his ex wife that like she left the plants in the divorce it's <laughs> which is stupid but whatever yeah I don't know like <laughs> whatever it was and 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 she killed him for it and uh, Bruce Wayne was kidnapped by the court of owls last week and uh, immediately, they immediately let, go. let him. They immediately let him go after he, like, gives a pinky swear to this woman that we've never met before to, um, to not track them down. It's so you, I, the woman that I know. Yeah. And, uh, so him and Alfred are like, ah, at least we know that nothing exciting will ever happen to us for the rest of our lives. Ah, who are you? I'm it's, your clone! Or twin, or something! It's you! To be continued in Web of Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, guys. The Gotham clone saga continues. The Gotham uh, clone conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, we get more Monster Men versus GCBD versus Gordon versus Barnes, you know, with Valerie Vale tagging along drama. 
And uh, there's a BS confrontation between Fish and Penguin that Donovan and I are probably going to spend a long time complaining about. about. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that was a big uh, WTF moment of the show. <laughs> Barbara Keene is having strange dreams about, you know, a, a, a Gordon getting in an accident and having to be pushed around, you know, on wheels as if that will ever happen. And, you know, continuity. Yeah, Doctor Strange, you know, is in this glass box and um, a reuse set from season one and two. Uh, like, <laughs> Donovan Don and I are starting to notice, like, the reuse sets. Oh, and we forgot! Like, do you remember what very important, you know, milestone happened this episode? So this is where you live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Words that we never thought we would hear. <laughs> Homeless cop no more. Valerie Vale says to Gordon. So this is where you live now, because um, that was one of the earlier scenes. I mean, like, I mean, like that. Did you notice if that that apartment set resembled any other set? Because I didn't. Um, here's the thing: like when I watched this, um, you know, and, and Stella can make fun of me now. Like this episode, I watched at the gym, and the picture isn't very good at the gym because I'm watching it on like a very, very like you know small screen on the treadmill, and the room is like very, very lit. So sometimes there's glare. So. I can see what's happening and stuff, but I can't see, like, some of the smaller details. But certain sets I'm able to recognize, like, um, like last season I was able to tell that Galavan's apartment was Barbara Keene's season one apartment. And there there was a few times when they were inside that, um, uh, where Strange was being held, where, like, I saw the staircase, where, like, I knew this was the um, dungeon from the Dollmaker's Island last season, or two seasons ago. <laughs> Remember that god awful storyline that lasted forever? No, because <laughs> I choose not to. Yeah. Oh, Fishman. In fact, didn't she say like last season when Strange was experimenting on? She's like, "Is this another island?" <laughs> My fish voice is gone. I'm right. Actually, uh, okay. Let Let's talk about fish. You know, yeah, she's the main well, character in this episode, and one of my one of the yeah, every, every, like about everyone's it. trying to kill her. Penguin. Uh, first of all, here's my first problem with that. Gordon is very, very willing to like sell fish out, like for her to die. And yeah, she's a criminal. Yeah, she's dangerous and this and that. But like, he he basically like sells her out to get murdered by Quan Penguin. And this is the same guy who like his morals were too strong for him to like execute Penguin gangland style and the pilots. And he had every reason to do it in the pilots. Like, if you don't do this, we're going to kill you and we're going to kill Barbara. You know, like, so he does it to, like, save his own life and save his family. But to also, uh, you know, like, not compromise his morals by faking it. Here, like, he... He's not getting paid for it. That's the difference. I know that... I know that uh, Gordon's been on this journey the last few seasons and he's a darker character now with less morals it's just still like whenever i see stuff like this it does remind me that like we have gone a long way from this idealistic you know homeless cop from the pilot actually he wasn't homeless then he was living with barbara but like <laughs> mooching cop <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and ben mckenzie's own words he mooches off of the ladies well i mean like i mean like I think that, like, he was getting a little better by the end of, of last season, but, like, I think because he's a, a bounty hunter, they just have, he's even he's even more, like, of a grisly character in, in, in a much more, like, obviously written kind of way. I mean, like, it's, it's not, he's, he's like, you know, I, I, I go home when I want, I sleep when I want, I drink when I want, like, he drinks, you know, during coffee, like, his life is not that bad anymore, like, he has nothing to complain about, like, what's his problem? I don't know, because, uh, it took him six months to call his, um, his ex-fiance and she moved on with somebody else. Oh, you mean something I guess that, I, that was his I own guess fault? I should specify which ex-fiance I mean because he has like two now, so Lee. Did you know, you know that <laughs> Jim and I were married? And I dream about him? 
<laughs> by, by next season, like, Valerie Vale will be his ex-fiance, and he'll be, like, you know, engaged to and living with, you know, I don't know. But, like, like Sa- Sa- Chandra Snowly. Sandra Kinsolving. Chandra Kinsolving. Yeah, Kinsolving, like, and then, like, by season five, he'll be with, you know, Dana Drake for some reason. Or, what was Dana's maiden name? It was Winters or something? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> turn, turn in your Chuck Dixon Robin fan card. You don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I already turned my card in. <laughs> um, That's why I want yours. But what, are, we on, so, are we on Gordon first, or are you say you're going to go fish? I mean, basically that whole like fish showdown, and like first of all, Gordon selling her out, and I, you know, we've said our piece on that. But then like her confrontation with Penguin. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't you kill me? Because I created you, Penguin. Goodbye, fish! And he like, waves her off as she walks away. <laughs> and um, I thought that he might, that, that that maybe, you know, he'll kill her now. Like, and, and Yeah, I thought that was it for says, her character. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like when he said goodbye, fish, it reminded me of the season one finale, because that's what he says like a lot more passionately when he pushes her off that roof at the end of the uh what was that episode called? All happy families are alike or something. Right. <laughs> Whatever the season one finale's name was. But I thought about it more and more and I was like, okay, maybe fish was lying. And she was like, and she knows that penguin has these mommy issues. So she said that knowing that like it would get to him and that she'd be able to get away because she's always, you know, like talks her way out of different situations. Um, like Bart and, um, the, uh, murder house from the first tree house of horror like all right fish talk your way out of this one <laughs> well i mean um what did you think what, what do you make about I, I forgot what we said last episode but what do you make about her whole like you know her search for a cure to like not die when she does things that they'll cause her to die because it's, it's, it's like it's like her storyline but it's it's kind of like i don't know it's, it's a need for her to be around but it's not very emotional i care very little about it truth be told like yeah. Like, like, like fishing her magic powers and like she has to find this miracle cure like it's just this kind of MacGuffin thing but I don't really care about any of the plots this, this season so yeah, far I, I was wondering you know like okay why did she let Penguin live but and I guess you know they are addressing it now aside from plot but I mean they're so, addressing it but I, I felt that like both her and the show I almost lying. don't believe her because like yeah. you know I, I thought she might have been lying but then I'm thinking if she's not lying you know she was trying to kill the last time that the two of them met before that season, before um, the season two finale. It was the season one finale, and then the season one finale. Like she is trying to kill him throughout that whole episode. So, like, what? You know what it is? They've not justified why she's back in the show yet. Like, what's the point? She's Besides, back in the show because she's Jada Pinkett Smith, and um... but Jada Pinkett Smith's worth a lot more screen time and, and story potential than this, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate this storyline the way I hated her in the Dollmaker storyline. It's just it's really exposed like a as bunch being of useless. She has magic powers and is trying to find this miracle cure. It's not what she should be doing. Like I liked her better as a mob boss. Um, I mean, I liked her better as a mob boss when she was like doing things and manipulating things, and when she wasn't saying things like Falcon is a weak old man," and. Another thing that was, like, really, really wrong with this scene is, like, Donovan and I were watching this live, um, you know, from, like, s- separate, you know, uh, televisions and texting each other reactions. Yeah, we, we, we were live Penguin's, texting. And as Penguin and, like, Butch are, like, heading towards Fish, it's like, yep, we're going to go get Fish. We're going to go get Fish. I was texting them, like, ah, at last, the Butch and Fish reunion that we've all been waiting for. 
And then, like, Gordon's, like, telling Butch um, and Penguin, like, she's got to be out back. So, like, they go out back. And then when Fish gets there, only Penguin's there. Like, Butch is, like, taking a leak in the forest or something like that. I was like, oh, oh come on. Like, um, and at one point I thought that, like, he wasn't being shown because maybe he was going to, like, hit Penguin in the back of the head and say, run, Fish, run, or something like that. And. But, no, it's, it's clear to me that like, the writers have, like, both forgotten and don't care about, like, what was, what was sort of be a very tender relationship in season one, which is interesting because they brought up the whole Harvey connection in this episode. Well, and I, I, I rethought that, like, connection, too, because I was thinking, you know, uh, maybe I was overthinking that connection because maybe Butch just saw her as another boss to collect a paycheck from, and he doesn't care either way. But then I remembered um, right after the whole, um, like, killing of Liza thing when um, – both fish and butch were captured like butch like Rich's really life. went yeah to, to save fish and he brought her to that thing and he nursed her from hell and then i remember like her and harvey on that like dock she's like whatever you do find butch for me make sure that he's safe and then in the season one finale like butch is in tears because like he does not want to betray fish but his mind control is forcing him to do it. it's like <laughs> he really cares about her so he has, I, I he don't has want to like hear no, like a dance no explanation of like, oh come on, guys, you know he's a mob person. He betrays people all the time. Who cares? That, that, that's a that's a shitty explanation. I mean, like, because that's, that's why I don't think they're going to go for it. I think that like, it's weird that in when, in discussing with Penguin of going after fish, he offers no additional words or insight at all. Like Ping, Penguin doesn't say, but you've known fish longer than I have. What do you think about this or whatever? Like he doesn't. He doesn't contribute. He might as well not even be in the episode, which is odd, because because this kind of calls upon his presence more than anything else in the show. He's just basically someone for Penguin to talk to, like usually, right? Well, like kind of basically like an exposition device, someone that Penguin can turn around and say, "Ah, Butch, yes. Once we do this, we'll rule Gotham." I mean, I mean, um, um. Of all the characters from season one, he was the one guy I, I just knew would be dead by the end of the season. And for some reason, he's still here. Because even, even the, the plots that he's supposed to be given, he's not really uh, being in them. It's weird, though, because, like, he was always there from the pilot. But, like, it took me many episodes till like, I noticed him. Like, and, like, got an idea of who he was. Because when I went back and I rewatched the pilots, I was surprised how often, like, he got name-checked and, like, how much he did. Because he was just kind of like a faceless, like, you know, mob goon to me for a while. But then, like, as he was appearing more and more, I, like, recognized him more and more. And I'm not going to say he's, like, a breakout character of the show. But, like, he's just a character who I never thought he'd be He's a character that, like, kind of makes makes up the show. Makes up Gotham. (laughs) And and Drew Powell's a nice guy. I interviewed him at Walker Stalker Con and, um... He was almost Shane on Walking Dead, apparently, but um, somebody else got the role, the Punisher. So. Can't protect Rick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having sex with Rick Grimes' wife. Oh well. He should have been the Walking Dead. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, that. I'm glad that I guess they're trying to explore that. You know, why didn't Fish kill Penguin thing? But oh, and okay, we we t- we talked about you know we don't believe Fish's explanation. What about Penguin, like, him not killing fish? That's... I mean, I, I think that's a little too emotional for... Because really, this Penguin has shown to be so ruthless and cold-blooded that, like, I don't really see... His, especially after the whole thing with his parents, I don't really see him feeling loyalty towards somebody. Honestly. 
I mean, I guess he does with, with uh, Butch. Like, you know, you'd be dead if it wasn't for Butch, but, like, it feels... Honestly, this really... And I say this often, but this really, really, really smacks of convenience for the plot. Like, we can't kill these characters yet, even though the, the story that we wrote dictates that they really should die when they cross paths with these characters at this point. They almost, like, should have had Butch, like, come up behind him and knock him on the head, and because that actually would have created some tension... Because then, at like, least when um in, in being, last season when he uh, went to kill Gallivan at, at like Wayne Manor wherever it was like or not 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 when he killed him but like when he tried to kill him but like uh, Jessica Lucas shot him he had to run away and go hide it with Riddler but he did try to kill Gallivan he didn't come up with a reason not to yeah but if Butch like hits him in the back of the head Penguin like you know like he doesn't know who it was because like it was the back of the head and then like he's so, like, Butch has a secret from Penguin, and Penguin's trying to figure out if Butch betrayed him, and everyone's nervous about everything, and, There's you know... There's character it, tension and character yeah, like, conflict. It, and, and, yeah, conflict. Butch, you know, being torn between two loyalties, a better storyline than Fish, like, you know, than Butch, you know, sending Tabitha Valentines, and, you know, with a protection racket. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, Hugo Strange is, like, over Fish's shoulder, like, you know, being lugged around like a big thing of luggage. And doing science inside of like a, a, a glass box for no reason. Why, why did like the feds or whoever like is holding it? Why did they give him science to do? Like, <laughs> let, let's give this guy who created Monster Men his own lab inside of a cell. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I love Hugo Strange, but like, he was never really like a, a gigantic threat. So like, why do they do? Why, why is he not in bars? Like, why do they do that to him? Like, he's a Hannibal Lecter. He really was never that dangerous. Uh, he, he was pretty dangerous. He didn't do anything he to creating. anybody. He, I mean, he was doing science, but like he—he he was doing mad science. But he—he he didn't like—he didn't have a gun. He doesn't know how to fight. Like he didn't—he can't transform into anything. Like why is he like in this like special thing? Why are they letting him do science though? When science was like his crime, like shouldn't he lose his? <laughs> I, and, and he's doing the calculations to, to leave the box. <laughs> before listeners write in, and I know that you don't actually need a license to practice science, but like so, <laughs> so don't ruin my joke. But yeah, like. <laughs> Why, why didn't they revoke his license to practice science? Why are they letting him, like, write out equations? That probably like, are just gibberish. He, he was, like, in the prison that Loki was in in Thor the Dark World. But, like, it... I, I... <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, like, strange. They killed our mother. You can drop this illusion. <laughs> strange. Or, or, or it's like, it's, yeah, strange. When you betray me, I will kill you. When do we start? But, I mean, like... It, it, it begs, to me, that kind of detail annoys me because, like, it's really, um, obsequious might be the word. Where, like, you're meant to notice it, but they don't explain why it is. And when you think about why it is, you question it, and it, it kind of falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, Penguin not killing fish, the only explanation I could think of is, like, the, my, my personal fan theory that because he has these mommy issues like fish kind of touched that right part of his nerve that like paralyzed him temporarily to so that she was able to get away but it just what fish tells penguin and how penguin reacts to it to me it almost contradicts like everything about like those two characters relationship like before that moment and how they hate each other yeah <sighs> i mean she's even, even said like throughout the episode why did i ever let, let him live to herself yeah and penguin um they're setting up penguins like next plot line here which i i don't don't want to be too specific with it because some people don't want spoilers but this is in the solicitation i was just about to spoil it because i didn't care but go ahead um yeah i'm not gonna spoil it but but basically penguins being very very this is gonna be hard to dance around but 
all these like rallies that he's doing and like you know mobilizing these you know like gotham citizens and being like the darling of the people it's uh there's a lot of political parallels to like stuff that's going on in our 2016 election (laughs) like one hour later yeah like (laughs) like the thing that donovan and i watched immediately afterwards (laughs) along with the rest of the country um well in in your opinion josh do you think that this was like an intentional part of the writing or do you think that like it was like the writers buying time to like figure out something better um intentional right you mean like the penguin and fish scene yeah like, like the, the fish just you know i let you live because like your age like do you think that like that was where they were going or do you think like that was just kind of them buying time until they thought of a better reason it's hard to say and i try not to i try not to put myself into the shoes of writers because i think that it's very very pretentious to like it is, but it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense, head. though. I mean, I mean, I'm with you on that one. It, it's it's kind of rude to do, but like it really yeah, like, does. Oh, make the writers sense. are obviously doing this, or the writers are obviously doing that. It's. I mean, I don't do that lightly, though. I'm, I'm not trying to do that yeah. to be a dick. <laughs> and sometimes I hear stuff, and like, and I'm not sure if I believe it. Like Marina McCarran told us um, at Comic Con that like her being pregnant at the same time Lee was being pregnant was like a big coincidence. To which like. <laughs> I guess she doesn't have any reason to lie, but, like, I find that really hard to believe, but yet there it is. I mean, like, what were they going to do? Just, like, shuffle stuff, stuff basketball under her dress? <laughs> or did they hire Ben McKenzie, you know what you must do. And he has, like, a bottle of wine. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> in any case, uh... Oh, we, have, we, have, we have plenty more things to talk about in this kind of... Yeah, episode. Bruce Wayne, um... <laughs> Like immediately mean the court of it, and that like Sakalabu moment where she takes off her mask, and it's like, oh, it's you, this unestablished character who I've never met before. I hate when they do that. It's and Kai it's, from it's Batgirl. Like, do you pinky promise to like you know not try and stop us? Yeah. And at first I thought, okay, maybe this is part of his plan. Like especially when he and Alfred were talking later, he's like, it worked. I'm like, ah, they're playing them, but no, like. Bruce is being serious, and I'm sure they'll go back on their plan later, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for now, he flees for his life. <laughs> that, that was very puzzling to me. I, I haven't come right out and say it yet. Like, I'll be honest, like, I didn't hate this episode, but, like, I have a lot of problems with this episode. This was, like, we're two episodes into this season, and so far, this season is very mediocre for me, and I'm hoping that that'll change. Whereas, like, season two, like, at, you know, its first few episodes in... Were, it was awesome. Yeah, the, the, there were some very strong episodes. This, the way it was paced, it felt like a season one episode where you had like a million plot lines going at once. And and I realized that a few days after watching this episode, because one cool thing about season two was sometimes you would only have two plot lines per episode, maybe three. But you and the really good episodes were just one plot line, like that magic show episode with Jerome. Like that's one of my favorite episodes from season um two my, the episode before is, that uh, where he kills us is my favorite episode still yeah this episode we're like you know two episodes in and it's still a little early to like you know for me to fail the season but that being said i'm really hoping that it picks up from here because this is kind of all over the place and it's also because there's a lot of questionable things going on that i'm just like not feeling like this court of owls thing and then like i hear you like like um to me and i, I told you before like, like it feels like it's just kind of following up on everything that was established in the previous season and the only new ingredient is valerie vale and if it, it feels like they're kind of covering loose threads and there's not 
there's not really a storyline going on that, that has me excited for this season. It's just like, you know, more of Gotham. And it's not really establishing itself as like, like the, the stakes have not been raised, I don't think. Um, you know, new characters haven't been given an interesting dynamic, I don't think. Uh, there's nothing really different about anybody except for Poison Ivy, which we'll get to. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, it pretty much, it's almost like Mad Libs from the last two seasons, and I'm not hating the episode. Like, it's not, like, as badly written as stuff like The Blind Fortune Teller, but it's... But, 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 no, no, it's, not, it's not awful, but, like, it's really not... It's not very strong. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens. We're two episodes out the gate. Um, but, yeah, let's... Again, that Bruce... And then at the end, you know, Bruce Riley comes in, and, and you were texting me, like, oh, I bet it's Selena... And I was like, no, nah, they, they wouldn't like do this big dramatic reveal if it was just going to be Selena coming through the window again to say hi, kid. So that's right. Uh, <laughs> so I guess Bruce Riley is here. And um, what do you think about that? Anything? Uh, that's interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, next episode. We're not going to get that stupid like split mirror effect that uh, they do with uh, you know. Evil twins sometimes on Tom shows. Welling in the in like the season ten episode Smallville goes to the future. I, I never knew it could be so strange and dorky. Pay attention, son. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's gonna be like like Batman from Bruce. Bruce the, the whole like split screen effect though thing has gotten a lot better. Um, a lot of the kids that I work with, th- there's a show on Disney Channel called like Live and Maddie, and I did not realize that like it's one girl playing both of the twins until like maybe like five or six episodes into that show. Cause I didn't pay attention to the opening credits. It was a stupid Disney channel kid com. I was like, the, um, wait, <laughs> that's one girl. <laughs> the social network did that with like the Voss Winkle twins. And that was like played by army hammer who was actually cast as Batman in like the unproduced Justin League movie. But yeah, he did. He, 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 he was a mirror, a mirror twin as well. Were those, those Harvard, uh, D bags? Yes. Who were always like in row. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always rowing and shit. <laughs> you know, like all Harvard men do. <laughs> Ever since, like, the 30s. Um, so that's Bruce Wayne talked about, really. <laughs> yeah, he, honestly, he didn't do anything, like, you know. <laughs> well, there's there's episodes where he's not been in the show before. But... Head out for like, oh, man, what are you going to do with all your free time now? To which I said, I don't know. He's a rich teenager. Shouldn't he, like, go to prep school, do, like, teenager things? Like, <laughs> yeah, learn how to drive, learn how to It's not date. like he has nothing on his plate. <laughs> Well, also, yeah, yeah, we're not seeing him in school since season one, uh, which is fine because I don't like that episode. Uh, no, he was in school in season two because wasn't oh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, of his or something? Yes, yeah, uh, Silver Saint Cloud was, was talking to him, and he was he was kidnapped. He also jogged back to the manor. <laughs> I also remember like uh, both Alfred and Selena Kyle came to pick him up from school, and Alfred like punched Selena in the face. In that like shocking moment, yeah, which which was you know that, that moment of unjustifiable abuse towards a minor. <laughs> that was for Reggie, the junkie that stabbed you. Okay, fair point. <laughs> now you hit me, but but stay away from Master B. He needs to be with you know good girls like that Silver Saint Cloud who's tied to the mob. <laughs> <laughs> cut to the mid-season for now where she betrays him. He sends to die, and he pretends to cut off his finger. Yeah, again, like. We're going on a tangent now, which means that like we've run out of things to talk about with Bruce. Um, there's a weird scene with Barbara Keane, to which I actually texted Stella the video of that today, and I said, hey, look, it's Barbara Keane doing the Janice. Oh, my uh... God. That scene was so weird. Like, 
<laughs> but I am glad that like Jim did not take any of her like you know crazy answers. I'm not really He's liking like, her this I'll season. I'll tell cause... you if you kiss me, and he just like okay, whatever. I'm walking away. No, no, wait, come back. This is where they're hiding. I'm not and really. Then, like, I'm not really Jim putting up with her this season because uh... that I pushed you around in a baby carriage. Like what? I, I... And Valerie Vale's like, I like her. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really into her this season because like I think she's playing too much like the kooky. 60s villain shtick that I honestly can't stand because it comes up as like really really I don't know like kind of like it's, it's shorthand villain I mean she's not I mean like she can be a much more interesting character than she is she's just kind of like you know like like tablecloth lazy or uh, cra- lazy crazy I think <laughs> crazy I liked her a little bit in the season premiere with the whole like quap thing like she was having a lot of fun with that stuff and but she was and the actress is clearly enjoying herself but to me it's like I, I is she evil or not like you know stop stop pussyfooting around and tell us like, like I don't I don't get it I mean I guess she's evil you know like <laughs> by owning a nightclub who cares like that's a legitimate business but, but by letting penguin like murder a guy in front of her by like you know. But Bob, the people who she's hanging out with are like Penguin, Butch, and Tabitha. I mean, she's evil. You know, she's not going to go to the coffee bean with like Gordon and you know and Bullock and uh, uh, I, I forgot his name for a second. Lucius Fox, <laughs> Flash Thompson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I guess the explanation is just not going to happen. Uh, that scene was weird. That baby carriage thing. I was like, what? Like, that'd be funny if she just ad libbed that. <laughs> I mean, we might as well talk about Valerie Vale because, like, she only has like one. I mean, she, she's in it throughout. It's just like more of that, like you know, I call it the Indiana Jones relationship, but like the the kind of thing that Indiana Jones would have with his like you know love interest, where like they had that like kind of bickering, like um, you know, whimsical nineteen thirties like you know action movie romance thing, where Shut like the guy is annoyed me. by the girl. Yeah, I think uh, he actually says that. Oh, well, she's like saying, and he's like, "Oh my God, stop this!" <laughs> no, that's not a shutter up. Hey, this isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, she betrays him this episode because he betrayed her in the last one. And she's like at the GCPD at the desk, like turn around, like that's right, it's me. Now we're even. <laughs> like like Toby McGuire in Spider Man Three. I think we're gonna like it here. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I still don't have a lot to say about her. This might be a very short episode of Gothic Chronicle. That being said, like, when they're kissing, and um, the way you described it to me was, like, we cut to the set of, like, you know, the Dick Tracy Warren Beatty movie, and, like, he's coming <laughs> yeah. off of a train, and to which I was, like, it's like the audience is supposed to be, like, oh, no, but, like, my reaction is, okay, but, like, she's with somebody else, like, so what? Like... Well, that's the point. I mean, I, th- I think that, like, they shot, her, they shot her coming down there without Maroney because, uh, they want the audience to like invest in the Jim and Lee. Not Maroni Falcone. Uh, Falcone, yeah. Like, 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 you don't see him because I think they want the audience like you know <gasps> she's coming back. They have a chance to get back together if anybody cares about that. I think they're kind of going for that kind of vibe. But I, I, I agree. It's like it's the like, conspiracy theorist to me when she was like holding one of those like wheelie bags for a second. I was like, wait, is that a baby carriage? Oh wait, no, it's not. Because remember, I'm watching on like a small like screen with a lot of glare. I'm like. <laughs> Could it still be that she's lying about the baby that I originally oh thought she God. was lying about? <laughs> and you are who you are. Yeah. We'll be in, like, season seven. I'll be like, when are we going to find out if Lee was ever pregnant or not or or had the baby? He'll be like, Josh, Marina Bacarin left the show years ago. What if, uh, I almost said it again. What if Falcone gets her pregnant? 
I guess, I guess that wouldn't matter because, like, who cares about who lives on his daughter? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I joked to Don on the phone the other day. I said, you know what? All this time we were wondering, like, who's the mother of Barbara Gordon, you know, or, like, are they going to have James Jr.? I said, what if Gordon impregnates Valerie Vale and she gives birth to Vicky Vale? <laughs> and we were, like, horrified at the phone. And then, we said, and then you said, well, wouldn't she be too young for Bruce then? And then I said, oh, we'll just have that, like, guy that touched Poison Ivy touch her and she'll, like, age up. <laughs> That's a segue. Like, yeah, that guy, that guy. Oh my gosh! Let's, let's, yeah, let's rip the bandaid off now. That was every bit as bad as we knew it was going to be. <laughs> I was very disgusted. I knew what they were going to do. I knew that this was going to happen, so it wasn't a surprise to me. But knowing it and seeing it are two different things. And seeing like the fact that like this guy was lusting after this, you know, like girl who's supposed to be like in her late teens no, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get a, a vibe that he was like lusting after her he did say she was beautiful but it was I still I don't like the idea of sexualizing a character who even though like the actress is our age she's supposed to be like basically 12 years old or something like it is kind of grossing me out no yeah it's, it's completely unethical on the part of the show Especially because like Poison Ivy is actively a character who uses her sexuality for deviant means, and to like put that on a, a previous child, like because Ivy Pepper in the show has never killed anybody before, so like I don't like oh suddenly she's evil because she's older. Like that is really poor. Like there's no character development in that. She's just evil because that's that that's that's seriously. And when she mentions that her dad was killed by the cops, I was like, yeah, somebody remembers Mario Pepper from the pilot. Because he demands to be remembered. <laughs> well, no, I brought up last season, like, there was a lot of, th- there was a few points where, like, it would have made sense to mention Mario Pepper, um, and he was, like, not mentioned. Like, all of a sudden, like, everyone knew that, like, you know, nope, that, like, the killer of Bruce's parents was never caught. I was like, doesn't the general public thinks it's Mar- think it's Mario Pepper? Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I mean, I, you're right, I don't remember them knowing, but, um... Yeah, it's just like her in a green dress. Like, what is she going to do? Like, I mean, honestly, every time they bring on a major Batman villain in this show, it never works for me. You know, I I, I didn't mind Catwoman. I I didn't mind the Riddler. I, I like Penguin on the show. What about show. Scarecrow? Did you like that? No. Okay. Because it felt we haven't seen him since season one when he was like strapped to that bed. I mean, if if it felt totally too to her, it's like ah, the scarecrow and his son Jonathan, and now he's like it felt like they just had to do it. You know, the Mad Hatter, they just got had to do him. You know, Clayface. You know, why not? It's like oh gosh, <laughs> this show did do Clayface <laughs> in the most ridiculous way. I mean, like if this show can this show can do things without the supervillains, it can do that. So every time it does it, it feels totally unnecessary. And this one feels unnecessary and sick. It is becoming more of a cartoon with like these monster men and stuff. I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm really am diverting back to like negative Don from the, like the first. Uh, 18 months of this podcast. This, this, this is an episode that, like, does bring negativity. When, when the show brings it, like they did with that Matches Malone episode or, like, some of the other good episodes, then we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll talk. But, I mean, it's... I think it is fair <laughs> to, like, to criticize them when they do something like this. It's it's kind of more akin to the Mr. Freeze episode. We're just They're kind of just doing a lot of silly things. Oh, my gosh. I hated that Mr. Freeze episode. <laughs> I like that episode purely because of your reaction to it. But, like, I mean, even, like, the Monster Man with, with like, uh, Fish's crew, I hate those people. They're so annoying. Like, these, these freaky, like, you know, just Jack Frost-looking character who, like, I don't know what he or she, I don't even know what one of this does. I don't want Gotham to be the Flash where, like, you know, all these... Uh, 
And I, I've said this before on the podcast. I'm not one of those people who thinks that like Batman should never fight metahumans. Batman should never go in the space. But like well, people with powers is not regular in Batman's universe. But like I don't want it to be like every single episode the way that it's been like recently. Like I feel like a show like Gotham, where like the main character isn't a superhero, but the main character is like a homeless bounty hunter. I, I can't say homeless anymore. He's got a home now. Like it'll probably blow up like next episode, and Ben McKenzie will like storm into the producer's office. Why? 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 <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? You took everything from me. Ben is just a character. <laughs> Don't worry, Ben McKenzie. In the next episode, Gordon's going to sleep, you know, like. <laughs> on Valerie Vale's four. Yeah. Her kitchen like, four. Somebody said on my Facebook, it might have been Jason Ritter, like, how long before he's living with Valerie Vale? And I'm like, I give it a few episodes. Oh, I, I, give, I give it this next upcoming episode. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why would Lee be coming back to, like, you know, clean out her office? Or she like, might, does she still think that he's in jail? No, she should know. I mean, should she? I mean, like, Gordon did escape, and it was kind of secret until, like, when... Yeah, but, but then he was, like, cleared of his crimes. Like, I mean, I'm sure that word got... Oh, with, with Riddler? Yeah, like... I mean, maybe it didn't make, like, well, he, you know, he still CNN stayed low. or something he did, he like didn't that. Come back but, I mean, I, I would imagine that she knows... I don't know. I mean, because, like, you know, yes, Riddler was captured, but Gordon didn't, didn't return to the police uh, office. I'm not sure how much of that was publicized, because Gordon was also supposed to be dead. Like, did, she, did she think that he died? Like, I don't know how much he... I mean, I, we, we can guess, but I, I don't personally know one or the other. I don't feel like this is cloak and dagger stuff, though. Like, his escape was, but he's... He was cleared, and it's... Hasn't he, like, been on the news since then for, like, you know, stuff that he's done? I don't remember. No, because, like, like, right after uh, him getting out uh, was the um, Galavan stuff. And then he wasn't on... Galavan coming back as Azrael. Galavan. And then, like, you know, he wasn't on television. Harvey was talking to the press about Galavan. And then he was kidnapped by Strange. Um so I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not really trying to argue. I, I I don't know for myself, but like I think there's there, there's an idea that's that lends itself to like her not knowing where what he's doing. She surely doesn't know mean, where he lives. If this took place like in the 80s or the 70s, maybe. But like because actually we don't know when this takes it. Cause they kind of do this like nebulous thing where it takes place like in the recent past. But like it's 1989, means, Batman. Barbara had a flip phone in season one. Like, so, like, it could take place in, like, 2009 or something. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, honestly, I kind of like how Smallville did it, where Smallville took place in our current day. They didn't try and, like, make it take place in the past. Like, I, yeah, I would honestly temporary do... artists like Remy Zero on the show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would just have them, like, have the show take place in the present. There's really nothing that contradicts it taking place in the present, just that, like, everything is kind of run down. And most buildings have, like, very poor electricity. Where like everything's dimly lit. I also think the whole like you know like old school Batman thing. It's been done well. It is not. It doesn't demand to be done every time. I mean, we, we've seen modern Batman done, so we don't need to see old school Batman done again. One of my friends from middle school, we used to argue about when Batman the animated series took place, and like he was telling me that like it did not take place in our modern era, and I was like, yes, it does. And we were like watching Sub Zero, and he was like pointing out all the cars to me, and like yeah, the music I, I, that I was mean, playing that when Barbara and. Um, and uh, Dick went out on that date. There is a reference in one of the episodes where, like, it's like the crime doctor, where like the guy says to Lizzie Tompkins, "Remember back in the old day when we when we saw with Thomas Wayne Benny Goodman, and that's like in the freaking twenties. 
I, I do think that, like... <laughs> oh, come on. No, I, I, I know. Like, I, I do think that the original BTAS is legitimately nebulous. You can't put a, a date on it. But obviously, Superman and Justice League and the other stuff is definitely modern time. I mean, well, President like, Bush was computers Justice League. and stuff, like, you know, in those early seasons. But they have black and like... white televisions. Like Bruce Wayne was driving a cord and stuff. Like, it's, it's not 1992 in there. <laughs> it, it, it's like some weird, like... Thing where like it's like '90s technology, like in ni- in the 1940s or something. Like, <laughs> I think it was very push and pull. In the year 2016, you know, or like even within the last 10 years, I think that if someone who you were once engaged with like had a very public murder trial and was cleared of it, you would hear about it one way or the other, just because of the way that like news and technology works now and. It's like Mary Jane coming back to New York after like Spider-Man was cleared of like the whole Shothra thing during the JMS run. Which is a nice yeah. reference. Yeah. Which you which might be when Gotham takes place too, because that's like the recent past where there was like two thousand four stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to remember what, what kind of phone I had in two thousand four. I had I had like a giant like brick phone that like my mom told me to keep in the glove box of my car in case, you know, I ever got into a car crash. I didn't have that, a cell phone until my freshman year of college. It was like a tiny, like, little beetle. Yeah, I used to play Snake on one of my phones. I remember what it was like to text everybody. And then I remember my first smartphone. It was like, it was so glorious. I still have my first smartphone. This is the one I'm, wearing, I'm using right now. There was that, like, scene at the end of the episode where, like, they brought out the former um, Secretary of State and um, the guy who had that cameo in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, and they argued about, like, politics for, like, 90 minutes. What? Oh, wait, that was the presidential debate. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh that generally threw me. Um, all right. <laughs> that 90-minute that deleted scene at the end of Gotham where, like, for some reason there was no mention of, like, Batman or his villains or something. It was just you know like. Well, <laughs> we, we should talk about like, like uh, the uh, the Mad Hatter preview, obviously. Yeah, so Mad Hatter is coming to the show, which we've known for a little while, and it's he looks like Johnny Depp. Yeah, uh, oh, because of the Johnny Depp Mad Hatter. I mean, it's it is hard to kind of do like a contemporary Mad Hatter without making it look somewhat Johnny Deppish. Maybe I don't know. I would say that. I mean, I mean, like uh, I think that like it's. I don't know what about Johnny Depp is so iconic as a Mad Hatter. I think it's just, you know, he just kind of resembles Johnny Depp generally. Well, because like, Johnny Depp was a Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Right, but was that like a show-shopping, like, iconic version of that character? Uh, you'd have to ask Johnny Depp fans. Actually, if they're Johnny Depp fans, they'd probably say yes. I remember a period where, like, everyone was, like, convinced, like, Johnny Depp as Riddler in, like, the third Chris Nolan Batman movie. This is, like, genius. Like, every, everyone was, like, clamoring for that at one point. It was really weird. At one point, they started saying... Robin Williams again, like they did in the '90s. I mean, like, I mean, I, I do think that from what the previous set did that he does look cool. But again, it's another Batman super supervillain showing up exactly like he's supposed to be. Uh, maybe not, but like mostly, more than enough. And it's like this kind of stuff makes me like not want to watch anymore because, like, you know, I, I know it's not going to be cool. As long as it's a strong episode, I'll be fine. And I'm kind of interested in seeing, you know. Gordon and Lee talk again because it's been almost a year. It was like <sighs> their last conversation wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna miss scrape knees and lollipops and <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna miss lollipops. <laughs> and, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> Bailiff, get me out of here. 
<laughs> Maybe she'll have have another battle with Barbara Kane again. That'd be fun. That's cool. Just, just get like all of Jim's like you know exes in like a room. Valerie Vale, Barbara Kane, Lee Tompkins, and do that vampire episode from Smallville. <laughs> or um, um uh, what was the other? there was the one where like Lana and like Chloe and Lois turn into like witches and like Goran has to stop. That's all, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the Coven one. Well, yeah, the vampire one was from that. Like, no, it was from it was it was from the next season because they were in college in season four or five. But like, <laughs> oh no, Bullock, we gotta stop them. They've turned into witches, <laughs> and they're gonna sacrifice me to their to their female god. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how crazy this show's gotten. Yeah, I don't remember anything else from that promo. I was just kind of more geared up for the presidential debate. They should have just skipped Gotham altogether this week. They kind of should have, yeah. Because I, I don't know how much of an impression it made in the first episode. Like, who was talking about Yeah. I promise I'm still a fan of this show, but... Will the Matt Hatter stack up? <laughs> I don't know. But until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, everyone. A city of forgetful episodes. <laughs> We didn't talk about how ineffectual Barnes was in this episode. With, with his whole, like, you know, like... Oh, my God, away, yeah. I mean, we could say it now for the here. bloopers, but, yeah, like... <laughs> like, get that press out of here. No. Gordon, don't go in there. No. <laughs> Penguin, disperse right now or there will be bloodshed. People no. of Gotham City, I am your God. Let's kill the monsters. Can, can, you, oh, hear man. can you hear me all right? Okay, good. <laughs> Remember when Barnes like was it awesome first first episode and he like came in and he's like I hate you all you're all fired and, and like, you and I were like who the now, hell is this <laughs> for, for now we're gonna be good cops and Gordon like you know was like Lee I think I'm in love <laughs> and like he called Lee and he's like I just want you to know we're gonna be sending you lots of bodies in that morgue um okay can I talk to Jim now. How did you know that we're... Everyone knows you're banging the Emmy. <laughs> I should catch up on Supergirl. I probably won't on time. I mean, maybe I don't have to catch up. Maybe I'll just start watching this new season because that's what people used to do in the old days. Like, it's like, hey, you should check out Seinfeld or, 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 or like, okay, well, before I check out the new season of Seinfeld, I better, like, you know, watch the first, like, six seasons to, like, you know, so I'm caught up. Otherwise, I'm going to be confused about what George Costanza's up to. Like, and that is one thing about TV nowadays is, like, people won't just, like, jump onto a show midway through. Everyone feels like they have to start from the beginning. And it's partially because of this whole, like, Netflix culture. Well, I mean, that, like, we, we can afford to do that. We, we didn't know how to do that before. We knew how to, but like it was, it was harder before. Well, you had to like, wait for the, you know, you know, we didn't have recording devices, or, or at least we didn't have a way to like know what was going on when. It was all either random or it was a long time until the season started up again. Yeah, and you know, and and the DVDs were out like you know ten years ago of shows, but like DVDs were like a lot more expensive than like now with like Hulu and Amazon Prime and Netflix. You know, but I feel like it's also it's it's had a good effect on shows too, because like the whole binge watching culture, like it does make some shows more enjoyable. I mean, you know, the Luke Cage tomorrow, I'm going to binge watch that like I did Jessica Jones and Daredevil because I, I like doing that. 
But I feel like it's also had this bad effect, too, where now, like, people... Not every show is Breaking Bad, you know, where, like, you have to, like, watch every single episode, and if you miss an episode, you're lost forever. Like, it used to be, like, that if you missed an episode of, like, Friends or, you know, or, or Full House or something... You didn't really miss, like, you know, sometimes you'd miss, like, an important event, because there'd be, like, episodes where, like, a character would go through a major status quo change, but otherwise... Everything is serialized now. Everything everything is a storybook. Everything. And, and, but honestly, even the stuff that's, like, not, like, I, um, (laughs) and I'm going to include this in the blooper section, so I'm going to edit out some names here, but, you know, um, a lady in my life, you know, um... Her son watches The Flash, and I have not watched all of season two of The Flash, but, like, him and I have been watching, like, season two together from where he is. So, because, like, I've missed a huge chunk of episodes, there's things that I don't know. But that being said, I'm not too lost. Like, I'm able to figure out by watching the show. Because The Flash, like, has a, it, it does have a season-long overall one single yeah. storyline. So, missing, like, six or seven episodes of The Flash in season two, like... I'm still able to kind of, you know, get a sense of where things are, you know, and you're not that lost, but it's, it's weird now too. Cause like, I didn't realize as I was saying it, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I'll have to catch up on Supergirl. Like, why do I need to catch up? Why don't I just watch the beginning of season two? You know, like, yeah, Supergirl is like, is like you, all you need to know is that like the, like the Kryptonian threat is, has been vanquished. There's really nothing I else. didn't even know there was a Kryptonian threat because I stopped watching after like three or four episodes. Well, her, her because, aunt, her aunt, basically. Yeah, yeah n- n- not because of, and you know, the show being bad or anything, just like I got really, really busy last year and fell behind on a buttload of shows. But yeah, the, you know, binge-watching culture. Like, Can you imagine like, Hey guys, let's watch I Love Lucy tonight. It's like, oh, I can't. I, I I still have to catch up on season three. Otherwise, when Lucy and Ethel eat that chocolate, I'm going to be confused about like, you know, what does it all mean in the grand scheme of the saga of Lucy and Ricky? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like you know, again, shows now are serialized. Like that's just how it is. Every every yeah. show is like an anime from like the '90s. It just goes from one not, episode to another. Not, not not the Seth MacFarlane animated shows. Although, like some of those have. Um, plot threads running in the background like american dad had that whole saga about um um the daughter's husband jeff like being like kidnapped in space but that wasn't like an every week you know thing that was like a plot line that they would go back to every once in a while right and and family guy has had like a few quote-unquote status quo changes but they've all sucked (laughs) it really bothers me when like i see like 12 year olds watching family guy now it's like it's not your show <laughs> that's hardly even our show because it references the '80s so much. Well, and that's the thing—it's like they're referencing like so much stuff that like you don't even get, like not because it's adult material, but because like they're referencing like really obscure, like like when Peter like sings Shapoopy when he's like you know on the New England Patriots. It's like, ha! Huh, I watched The Music Man when I was in sixth grade. I get this joke, and it's like to a twelve-year-old now that means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Off My Lawn podcast. Man, I, I, don't, I try not to begrudge kids for like liking whatever they like or, or whatever. I, I don't, you know, I do. I do not want them to pretend that they were there during like the good old days. But you know, 